0: hello and welcome back to equity a podcast about the business of startups where we unpack the numbers and nuance behind the headlines i'm natasha Mascarenas, and this is our wednesday show where we niche down to a single topic think about a question and unpack the rest This week, we're asking, are Demo Days outdated? As always, I'm joined by my bestie and someone that I always cover Demo Days with, Alex Wilhelm.
1: Indeed. I feel like the Demo Day team is like this scarred bunch of like quasi-veterans who have spent too much time staring at Zoom lately. But it wasn't always that way. Demo Days used to have pizzazz and bad food.
0: I know. I weirdly miss it, and I always feel like covering demo days like brings us closer together. As cheesy as it is, like there's something excruciatingly tiring about it.
1: That's because they're excruciatingly long lately, (laughs) and there's a lot of teamwork involved. I mean, just to give people a little bit of perspective, when TechCrunch covers, let's say, a YC demo day, there's going to be several hundred companies, and so we want to have a look at each one to see what's coming up, and so it takes like eight of us. Yeah. So there's a lot of rowing in the same direction, and that does bring you closer together. It's good.
0: Yeah. No, it's a good thing to look back on, and I'm glad we do it every year. But the reason this episode. coming out when it is, is YC Demo Day just happened. It just finished. We talked through hundreds of companies and you'll see the coverage all over our site for that. But we're actually pre-recording an episode, a very meta one, and not in the Facebook sense, about (laughs) the state of Demo Days. It's kind of a conversation that's been around for a while and we're going to walk everyone through, first, the evolution of Demo Days, what they really are in case you are catching up or have only one definition. There's a lot more. Then we'll get into how remote changed everything and how accelerators have Reacted. We'll end looking at the other factors that might change things in the future, such as alternative capital and how accelerators are going to stay competitive in the future. But of course, like, as I kind of said before, there's been, I feel like, a column about demo days every year since like 2012 on TC. So we know that it's not a new conversation, but Call me optimistic. The fact that we're still talking about it and still writing about it means that people still care. And I think it's worth talking about why in 2022, something that we have known is no longer the best way for a startup to gain funding is a key part of a lot of accelerators.
1: Well, that's actually kind of where I want to start. It's a perfect segue, which is think about the phrase demo day. It's when you demo what you've built. I feel like that's how it used to be. Maybe that's because it was harder to build technology back in the yesteryear days, if you will, before APIs made it easy to kind of snap things together. But I think it's so rare to go to a demo day today and actually see a demo. Instead, it's like a graph that goes up to the right and a TAM number that's somewhere between a billion and a trillion dollars, and then the founders shuffle off the stage. And so when I think about the kind of genesis point of demo days, that's what I think of. And I'm curious, when did that change? When did we lose the demo aspect and shift more towards our financial focus? Because that might be the first real epic shift, if you will, of the demo day concept.
0: Definitely. I'm even thinking about Battlefield, which is kind of TechCrunch's version of startups showing up on stage and, you know, one of them winning and winning some equity-free capital at the end of it. And the early Battlefield days would have that actual demo. And I think now we still do have people come on stage and show us what they're working with. That's still one form we see. But to your point, Alex, the way we've seen maybe like a 500 Global or a YC evolved their demo days is you just kind of need a presentation. And I really think now that you're bringing it up, I think that's because investors don't need a demo in order to write a check anymore. So maybe we're following investor preferences early, giving them more. And then once they realize that all you really needed was a Stanford slide, why not just prioritize the Stanford slide?
1: Well, also, I think it's because technology is a little bit different now. So if you're going to build an API that links consumer FinTech accounts to, I don't know, the stock market or whatever, how do you demo that? Do you do a little coding on screen and show how you do like an API call to bring in someone's user ID? Uh you know? It's not like a social application where you can be like, can pull out your phone right now and download this and we'll all see in the next 38 seconds how it works and then huzzah. So maybe the fact that tech has become increasingly in the weeds to a degree, not in a bad way, but just as a more fundamental data point, it's made demos less and less impactful and also harder to understand. Cybersecurity. Yeah. How are you going to pitch that? It's endpoint security for post-firewall enterprise, blah, 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 blah. You can't demo that, but you can say enterprise is huge and we're making lots of money.
0: Yeah, yeah. That fits well into the format. So, yeah, the original format is founders jump on stage. They have a few minutes, maybe a slide, maybe a demo, and they're talking to a room full of investors and journalists. And I think over the years, the biggest evolution of demo days is really an expansion. We've seen YC grow its batch sizes every year. We talk about it all the time on the podcast, like twice a year when it happens. And <laughs> um, and things became faster and quicker. You know, maybe they used to have six minutes. Now they have two minutes. They used to have multiple slides. Now they have one slide. So demo days are starting to become kind of snapshots into a startup versus really demoing. And yes. that's, I guess, where we are today, if I'm correct.
1: Yes, with variations. And so when we think about demo days, we definitely, as a collective media landscape, hold YC up as the leading example because they are the biggest, the best known, and they fund the most companies, and they have had success, just to be clear. And they also invest a lot of money... Later stage now, so they're kind of a soup to nuts, venture-ish, accelerator-y thing. So the demo days do matter. But we've also seen other groups try new stuff. Just prepping for this today, I was kind of excited to see some new things. I think it was Techstars for 500 that has a system in which you can like have a demo day, and there's like booths for each startup digitally, and you kind of arrive and like talk to them. And it felt more like a trade show-ish variation on yeah. the demo day experience, which means more time to talk. You only talk to people who care, not the whole room, so you don't have to be rushed. I dug that. And Natasha, we've also heard about LaunchHouse putting together a inverse demo day, an anti-demo day. What was this pitch thing that they flipped on its head?
0: I know, that was kind of like a beautiful example of how founder-friendly the market was and hopefully will stay, which is instead of founders pitching investors, which would be like that initial way we view demo days, it's actually investors pitching founders. LaunchHouse <laughs> is creating one where 10 investors are pitching founders on why they should take the money. And it's all going to be to founders looking to raise money the right way. I thought that was such a perfect example for us to bring up on the show for so many reasons
1: sense. Well, it, it's funny to me because we talk a lot about signaling risk, you know, and if I'm a VC and I'm going to go pitch to the launch house people, I could either say, look, I'm being humble. I'm engaged. I'm here for it. I'm going to reach out to the new people. Or I'm also saying I lack enough deal flow to do my job. So I'm going to show up and ask you to be part of my deal flow. So you can be optimistic (laughs) or cynical about it, but I do think you're dead on. It shows how things have changed. And maybe that's why pitches have gotten to be less about proving a point and more about just showing traction because there's an assumption that the startup is doing what works or something that does work.
0: Definitely. Looking at our core question of if demo days are outdated, I think that question only really was able to be asked when we saw remote work and really the pandemic change how demo days exist. Like we've talked about with YCM Demo Day and a lot of demo days, we would actually go in person, take up a table and report on these startups live there was a different energy. Now that everything's virtual, a lot of people had to rethink what the impact of a demo day is if it's not this big ordeal where founders are getting on stage for the first time or physically showing something. So now I think people are revisiting a long question of is a two-minute virtual presentation where anyone can dial into really the best way for my startup to make its first public splash?
1: That, the, that's key, that first public splash versus raising money. Because yes. when you think about a demo day like YC or Techstars or whatever, a lot of the companies have already raised money. They've already closed one, two or three million dollars in pre seed capital on a safe that's uncapped because gosh knows 2021 was a blast.
0: Yeah. But I mean,
1: it, it is a question that I have if demo days are more for engendering views from the media and potential employees versus really trying to develop net new relationships with venture capitalists.
0: Yeah, it's like a well-known secret that a lot of YC companies raise their rounds before demo day and actually like a day or a week before demo day, they have like a YC only demo day. So there literally is already examples of this happening before we see the end of them all together. And I think where we are today, it's kind of like the original definition of a demo day is kind of outdated, but that doesn't mean we're not going to see startups take the stage. And I think, Alex, you're right. I think it's for press. I think it's the smartest marketing you can have. You can go viral if you have a funny slide. I feel like there were some, when I did go in person, I would see some slideshows from founders that you could just tell were waiting to be tweeted and it worked. So it's a really yeah. cheap, smart way to capstone the end of a founder working with an accelerator for really, I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to tell people.
1: Also, graduation ceremonies have always been trash, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about I, that. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been to a good one? Uh, I've been to a bunch. I've been in a few and pure garbage. Never enjoyed it. I mean, and just to be clear, I have been to a number of Stanford commencements. I have indeed seen the Wacky Walk. I have sat in the stadium many times and been <laughs> bored off my ass. So hard pass on this, but I I do think it is a thing that people want to do. It is a rite of passage to a degree and so forth. The question is, maybe the question isn't, you know, have we kind of moved past demo dates, but more like, is the new version of them meeting the right market needs, if that makes sense? There's a number of different variations out there of how this can be done. And maybe the question is like, we all agree the old version is outdated, as we kind of hit on the the show what is the right thing to do? What's the best way to ensure that startups that may not have that hot seed check done with a lot of buzz around them? Because it's only a handful of companies per per accelerator. How can they really get the most, not leverage, but like, you know, leg up, if you will, to get started?
0: Yeah, it is the predicament, I think, of the 500 companies NYC right now are probably thinking through. I think us knowing that we've evolved past a point where sitting through 500 pitches doesn't Change the world or make us understand. Oh what? Is it Sorry, more I have, a joke.
1: I have a joke. No. Oh please. Now that YC has gotten to be so big, do you know what we should call it? What? Five hundred startups.
0: Oh no. Damn, hey! Wait, that's definitely the headline. <laughs> <laughs> You've been so good at headlines recently. Can we just take a minute? Like so uh, good.
1: <laughs> it's it's because it's because Danny's gone.
0: <laughs> You're and, like, uh, what's
1: <laughs> this means that, like, not only do I have to take on that mantle because Danny was the one who's making the horrible dad jokes, but also now <laughs> Danny's not talking over me all the time. So,
0: upgrade. <laughs> I think what will happen and what should happen is, well, one, I am more interested right now in accelerators that are going out on a limb and saying, we are not having a demo day. We are celebrating the end of a startup going through our accelerator, not with like an event that we're going to market as like a way to get funding, but we're going to be more realistic. I think it's a signal when someone tells me that like, we know founders don't raise in like these cyclical ways. We know that one startup in our accelerator might need to raise on day one and one may need to raise in month three. So I've loved accelerators that do that. I think that that's interesting. I also think that we might see accelerators more vertical focused. Give us opinions and takes that they are betting on these accelerators by. It will just help them also break out. The common theme, as you can't tell at this point in the episode, is that right now it's like too frazzled and too separate and too much context. We need there to be an easier way to understand how a cohort of startups is thinking about a sector. If right. I to do that, and there, there's win. a
1: never-ending fight inside of TC about, you know, what are we going to do this year about this YC batch? And I swear to you, we have the same conversation every time, which is should we write a blurb about every company and half people are like, no. no, and half of us are like, <laughs> well, we've always done it. Yeah, and then we end up doing it again because just sheer organizational inertia and the fact that we care. One thing I will say is, it is very nice to be able to talk to a company and then realize that we did do a blurb about them when they were two people yes. and they just left YC, and we can say, ah, as we first covered it back in 2012 or whatever. It feels that good. is a, it does feel good, and you get to go back and see what you first thought, and yeah. that's also an important first draft of history. And you don't lose the original URL, the original founding team. How much value that is to people outside of us who are paid money to track startup trends. I I don't know, but at least in that context, it helps. But circling back. You're talking about vertical accelerators and more focused batches of companies. The Techstars network has accelerators that are tuned to music or space or Chicago or whatever. They have a bunch of these. Their demo days have been kind of useful in the last couple of years. I think this probably was a COVID phenomena, but like they had like a, a page set up and everyone had a video explaining what they do and then links and so forth. You can go explore and take a look around and that let me do it at my own speed versus freaking out that I missed someone's statement and I can't rewind the Zoom that I'm on. And so it made it less stressy and therefore more enjoyable to me. And I not quite liked that. as a kind of middle ground between not doing anything and also not doing the traditional thing.
0: The user experience definitely matters. And I think that part of the reason Demo Days were first such a must-attend event was, of course, the exclusivity and the stakes being so high. But being honest and saying, listen, exclusivity isn't how startup investment works these days. And the stakes are high, but we're also remote and people aren't getting on stage or are going to trip over a wire. Let's take away those two unnecessary stress points and make it more usable for investors and press, I think, is the way it needs to go. And I think YC has done a good job at creating a database for people to partner through. They have. But as we see that pitch kind of be crowded around other pitches, probably the smartest thing a founder can do is like start off your pitch by not really talking about your startup, but talk about why everyone else is wrong. It's the similar advice we'll give to anyone who's trying to pitch us a funding round in the fintech space right now. Can you tell us about a competitor? Can you surprise us? I think like the way to make accelerators more human is for the founders themselves to break from what a pitch needs to be when they get on stage.
1: You have brought up a very interesting and I think recurrent point from your perspective, which is making things more human. And in the context of demo days, I think that's really resonant because we're talking about usually companies that are at their most nascent and therefore most of the capital in the business is just sheer human capital. It's just the founders. Or maybe an employer or two, but there's there's no money, there's no office, there's no product, there's usually no revenue. You know, there's no gross <laughs> yeah. margins to calculate. There's nothing. There's just a couple of folks, and so I think the human element shouldn't be lost. And maybe that's why we've seen people stick to the put the founders on stage, give them a slide, give them a minute. Sure, there are more companies today, there are more investors, but we should keep the founders in there because they're the ones who are going to be making the decisions. They own the stock. Thank you for reminding me of that. I think I lost a little bit of that thinking this through, and I think it's good to circle back to the fact that like these are companies of. One, two, three people.
0: It's hard though to remember that because it does look so formulaic because it has to be. But let's think about it. Would we want to cover a accelerator that was really branded around like every startup here is is going to show even if they have $1,000 in their revenue? I would cover that. I would look at that accelerator. Oh, yeah. And I think that like you, yes, bet on the humans, but also if you can just give a signal other than just like the really classic formula, you are probably standing out right now. So I would love to see accelerators kind of get like old school with it and show your cards.
1: And also maybe take slightly fewer bets. I don't know if this is the right thing to say. (laughs) Like, to be clear, back when we had the TechCrunch 40 and then we had the TechCrunch 50, that was an inflation in class size right there. This was before Disrupt and before Jason Calacanis split off to make launch and blah, 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 blah all that old TC history from the dinosaur era. But I mean, there were fewer startups. Kevin Rose was always a judge because Kevin Rose was so important and central to the idea of building for the social web. Now there's like infinite VCs, infinite startups and so forth. And so it's going to be hard to not end up impersonal to the point in which it's kind of just a blur, but maybe more selection, more vertical focused and also more human centric would be, that would work for me.
0: Yeah, I know. And honestly, people are here because we're sharing our opinions. So hopefully that's all that matters. No, no, I'm here for that. Like I'm saying like, honestly, at this point, yeah, it works for us. Listen to us. Well, we we have
1: been to a lot of demo days. I mean, like I've been going to demo days. I've told the story before on the show, but I'll be really brief. The first demo thing I ever went to, I was a second year in college. I was a first time pro journalist, if you can call it that. And I got invited to a little demo day to be a judge. And that was when Sprout Social, now a public company for several years, was two people showing off their first kind of like product. So and so cool. that's how long I've been going to these things. Long enough that- I have come public. Cool. Yeah. So like <laughs> I've been to a lot. I've been to these on different continents. I've been to these in different countries. I've been to YC back when it was down at the Computer History Museum in South Bay. I've been to YC when it was in San Francisco. I've been to YC when it's been virtual. Oh my gosh, have I been to these? And I love them. But I think they could be improved.
0: Yeah. I want to end with two future-looking questions. Cool. One would be, are we ever going to see them fully disappear from the way accelerators work? We've talked the whole episode about how they need a lot of improvement. A lot of parts of them are outdated. Do we think we're going to see a big accelerator ever take a stand and end them? No. Say more.
1: Well, I think roughly at the same time when I don't have to go to someone's high school graduation or college commencement is the same time in which people will drop this one. It's too known. It's too established. It's too appreciated by enough people to not kill it off. And like commencements are useless yet colleges do them. Why? Because it's a way to essentially build their brand. And so we've Mm. talked about this throughout the entire time about what's good for startups, what's good for founders, what's good for YC. What's good for YC is to be central to the thinking of investors around the world and one way to bring them all into one place is to have a demo day or to have a pitch day, which is really what it is. So no, I don't think so. But I do think there will be continued experiments to make them increasingly founder useful as we remain in this founder-friendly venture capital environment. And when that flips, I expect that will also have an impact on their structure. But I mean, we can hope for a more human-centric and more startup-friendly version of this as we move forward.
0: I'll add that because demo Days are no longer really the value add of an accelerator, and every founder really knows that. It's raising the bar for YC. YC is still YC, sure but they increase their check size. They're changing the way they do things. They're not doing press interviews this time because they're so focused on their batch. I think that that, I uh-huh. mean, that, may have, that may have changed by the time this episode goes out. Let's hope it changes. Yeah. <laughs> but that to me is like, if demo days are getting outdated, accelerators actually need to find other ways to add value to their startups. So I do like that we're going to see accelerators focus more on those months of programming versus just saying, but you're going to get money at the end of this, so it's fine.
1: Well, I think yeah, the amount of money given by accelerators has been an entirely different conversation that we can't get into now, but it's a fascinating one that has changed as the market has changed. Remember when YC was like 20K? I swear to God. God. It used to be like 7K per founder so you could eat lunch.
0: The check size would be such a good conversation.
1: Yeah, we should do that. Maggie? Can you write that down for us? Maggie Peters is the Wednesday show, so she has to listen to us ramble. That would be a great idea. In fact, we could chart that over time, Natasha, and kind of figure out when that changed and then compare that to other venture capital rounds in general. Oh, we could do data. It'd be so much fun. i will that.
0: Oh, love that. I think that would be yes. so good. I think where I'm ending is kind of, it's similar, but demo days are similar to funding rounds. They're not the perfect way to measure a company's success, but they are the one that everyone can speak the same language around. So they are yes. useful benchmarks, but they aren't the best benchmark and they should never be the only way that a startup considers its debut. It's yet a tool in the toolbox of an early stage founder.
1: I'll wrap with this. There's a solution to both the demo day question and also the funding round problem, which is every startup should have a number on their website that tracks their revenue and then they should just leave it there. And then we should be allowed to look at it and watch how it changes. Then we don't need to talk about funding rounds. We don't need to talk about demo days. I'll just track your financial performance and then we're good. That's
0: it. <laughs> Problem solved. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to ask another question, but I'm guessing we know the answer now is do we think we're going to be covering demo days in 10 years?
1: Well, let me spin that back at you. Natasha, what will your job be in 10 years? <laughs> because I, I don't I, like, know. Will there be a media in 10 years? I hope so. I
0: don't know what my job will be tomorrow. I feel like <laughs> it's such a weird Tomorrow's time.
1: Tomorrow's Saturday.
0: So. <laughs> it's a weird time to be a tech journalist. Don't put me on the spot right now. <laughs> That's all I this think, show is about. <laughs>
1: I think if we are, if we're still doing this and we're still lucky enough to work at TC, then yeah, I think we will be. I can't forecast what will change. I could throw some guesses out, but I do think that sheer inertia will keep this in our broad remit for, you know, until the heat does of the universe, probably.
0: To, I guess, summarize for everyone listening, I feel like we definitely have hit home our thoughts on Demo Days and <laughs> the actual structure of them. We got into some interesting changes we've seen that I think people should be paying more attention to. Should it be the investors pitching to return to old school and go back to doing on-stage demos? Those are all interesting, futuristic, but old options we may see happen. And then I really want to leave us on Alex's point, which is which brands are Demo Days really amplifying? Should founders view this as the culmination? Should they view it as just a data point in their early day story? We obviously believe the latter but disagree with us if you want at equity pod on twitter and alex always a pleasure to talk to you about one of our favorite topics
1: i'm just glad we pre-recorded this because i'm going to take part in our demo day coverage for yc so by the time this goes out i'm gonna be very tired but currently i feel great so
0: (laughs) currently i'm like ready to do it (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) always a pleasure alex and we will see everyone else back on their feeds on friday yeah bye